Duke's mail. Do you get it? Because only the ones that get it really get it. Your friends get it. Your mom gets it. Your grandma gets it. Your neighbors get it. Sometimes a dog gets it. Get out of there. What else? Uh, your potato salads get it. BLTs get it. Tailgates get it. And restaurants get it, too. By now, even you probably get it. So get it today. Made without any sugar since 1917, Duke's is that little southern something that makes good things better. Get Duke's. It's got twang. Open up a tab, grab a seat, and pour a pint. It's time for the Beer Guys Radio Show. You want free beer? Go to the brewery. Dedicated to the art, science, and enjoyment of craft beer. Yeah, what's wrong with the beer we got? Now, here are your hosts, Tim Dennis and Aaron Williams. And Twiggy tells us it's time for the Beer Guys Radio Show. We are radio for the local craft beer movement, broadcasting from our flagship studios here at AM 920 The Answer in Buckhead, Atlanta. I'm Aaron Williams. And I'm Tim Dennis. And as usual, Aaron, we got a jam-packed show oh, this yeah. week. we got some great guests here in the studio with us. We're talking cider this week. We have Mercier Orchards in here with us. Guys, thanks so much for joining us. We appreciate that. We'll also be talking later to Nancy Palmer yep. with the Georgia Craft Brewers Guild. Uh, new beer bill came out recently that she's going to tell us a little bit more about that. And we'll also talk with Matt Leff from Nui Belge. He'll be talking about his festival returning to Atlanta this year. Very cool. Yeah, lots of pack, jam-packed show, as we, as we say. Absolutely, jam-packed. In the business. So, yeah, so like we said, uh, we've got the guys from Mercer Orchards in the studio, uh, Tony Jones and Ian Flom. Tony is, of course, one of the regional sales rep, and Ian is the Cider Master. I like that name. Cider That's a Master. great name. It's a great name. Absolutely. Or thanks. Jedi Cider. Yes, exactly. The Jedi Cider. Good deal. I like it. I like it. So, so yeah, yeah, so thanks again for joining us on the show today. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you very much for thanks. having us. Yeah, Absolutely. No, it's going to be a lot of fun. So we usually like to drink beer, but uh, we're going to crack open some ciders and enjoy things as well. So... Well, you can't go wrong with either one. Absolutely. No, that Absolutely. Is the, there are worse things to do in life than to... But tonight we're going to have a, uh, a cider or two and talk about uh, Mercier Orchards, uh, the history of the company. Uh, is a family-run business since 1943, actually. Very cool. Very, very cool. awesome. So let's get right into it. Uh, the Truck and Tap beers or ciders of the week. Crack open a cold one. It's the Truck and Tap beer of the week. Woo-hoo! Craft beer and food trucks in downtown Woodstock. Truckandtap.com. And just like we said, we've got uh, Mercer Orchards in the house. Uh, we've got, uh, looks like three that you have arrayed out, or four. I'm sorry. I can't even count today. What, what did you guys bring for us today? Well, uh, we brought you four. We make a total of nine different flavors. However, that'd be a three-hour show, so we're gonna okay. We're gonna yes. cut down to four today. That's good. Okay, that's it. So we're gonna start with uh, our our original cider that we started making a few years ago, and it it's kind of our flagship cider, if you will, and it's our number one selling cider. It's called Old Number Three. Uh, back when Mercier started, back in 1943, uh, Bill and Adele Mercier purchased the property, and they would sell their apples in the market in Atlanta. And the actual apple crates were branded by hand with their lot number of the number three. So that's the story behind the, t- the name of old number three. Nice. Um, all of our ciders are made usually with a specific apple to get a specific flavor profile. The old number three is made with a gold rush apple. Okay. It's a late season apple. Um, and it's it, it creates a really nice natural sweetness to this cider. So for a flavor description, I would say this would be a semi-sweet very bold apple finish. Very cool. Very cool. And looks like you've got, uh, again, a, gra- a grumpy granny. I'm assuming that's Granny Smith one and two. You assume uh, correctly, uh, sir. There you go. <laughs> Legends. And uh looks like there's, I can't read the fourth label on it's that one. It's Black B. Okay. Black B. Very cool. Does that have to do with honey, I hope? 
It does. Oh, nice. We'll learn about, about that coming up uh, in <laughs> the show, which is what awesome. we really like to do. But uh, first, uh, of course, we had some really big news coming up in Georgia Beer recently. SB85. SB85, uh, Looks yes. like we've got some interesting developments on that. So without further ado, let's get into our headline. What's in the news? The beer guys have the scoop. Extra, extra, read all about it. Time for headlines. Sponsored by Your Pie Perimeter in the Perimeter Place Shopping Center across from Perimeter Mall. Some big news for Georgia's craft brewers this week as SB 85 overwhelmingly passed the Senate on Thursday, 49 to 2. The next step, it's on to the House, and if it passes there, the governor's office will have to sign it into law and will have legal direct sales from breweries to consumers. That's amazing. Earlier this week, we talked to Nancy Palmer of the Georgia Craft Brewers Guild to tell us more about SB 85 and what that means. Nancy, thanks so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Oh, I'm so glad to be here, guys. It's a good day. Yes, absolutely. So the the big news, uh, Beer Bill uh, came out today, SB 85, with uh, some great news potentially for Georgia's breweries. Can you give us kind of an overview of what's included in that bill? Yeah, so the highlights are that a, a brewery is going to be able to sell beer to consumers when they walk in the door. And uh, for those of you that have been following us, which I imagine is the entirety of your audience, this is kind of a big deal. Uh, what it's going to allow for is uh, a total annual sale from a brewery of up to 3,000 barrels a year, which is equivalent to about 6,000 regular size kegs. And uh, a brewery is going to be able to do uh, on-site sales without any per-person per-day cap. And then they'll be able to sell up to a case of beer per person per day to go. And then all of that beer, on-site and off-site, uh, get lumped into that 3,000-barrel cap that's annual. So you mean to tell me that I have this crazy notion that I can actually eventually walk into a brewery and buy the product that they make? Yes, that's wow. exactly what you can do. Oh, my and, goodness. And we're actually, uh, the torrent tasting system will be repealed. So there won't be this requirement for an educational tour or the kind of roundabout um, transactions or anything like that. Also, uh, breweries will kind of fall under regular food law. So uh, a brewery could have, you know, a food service component if they wanted one. And there's also a cleanup for brew pubs there. There was a, a piece of the brew pub license that kept group up from having all of the retail rights that other retailers in the state have and we're cleaning that up as well so that uh group hubs have the same retail rights as other retailers in the state now with this new bill and the uh, three thousand barrel limit is there any other language like a percentage as well or is it just three thousand barrels it's just a three thousand barrel cap and you know that's something that that clearly was very carefully considered, and it's important to note was as well that this does not just apply to craft breweries. That any brewery in the state will be uh, will be able to have the three thousand zero cap, and so we wanted to to serve breweries of all sizes equally. Now, one thing with that is it will benefit all breweries, but it sounds like it could be extremely beneficial for say the little guy that's either recently started or wants to start. And may not have the uh, you know the the, the outlay capital the, ca- the yeah. capital to put a lot in. So with this new one where he can do some sales, it would be basically a lower cost of entry into the market. Is that correct? That's absolutely correct. I mean, one of the challenges that Georgia has is that you know we ranked 48 in breweries per capita, but something like 17th and in total craft beer made, right? So we're making a lot of craft beer, but we're doing it with relatively few breweries. And the, there's a big segment of the market we're missing, which is small breweries. Uh, this legislation, if passed, would make it a lot easier to open. It would lower the barrier to entry, and it would make uh, breweries that are smaller profitable faster. 
And I think that that's going to be a real boon, especially for small towns in Georgia, to be able to attract breweries. Uh, I was recently with a with a group from from Macon of, of legislators, and one of them said, "You know, I can't imagine how many restaurants we'd have if it cost two million dollars to open a restaurant." I said, "That's exactly it, right?" Yeah. Right. So um, I think that this is this is going to have a, a real positive effect on the on the smaller breweries in the state, and I think we'll see a lot of smaller breweries open. Now, uh, Nancy, how did you uh, how are you able to work with the uh, Georgia Beer Wholesalers Association to kind of get this uh, going through? Oh, I have to give uh, I have to give credit elsewhere here. The um, you know starting in in kind of mid 2016, business owners, and business leaders from from both the wholesalers association and our organization just started having conversations, and there was a real commitment on both ends to to not walk away, and uh, ultimately uh, those those conversations and negotiations produced you know this. Disagreement, and my job is to is to execute, and I and I hope that I'm able to to do that. Uh, but this really goes to the to the business owners on both sides for listening to each other and sticking with it and, and finding a way to find some common ground. Now, this uh, with this Nancy, is there any timeline on the process or what you expect may happen there? So, I mean, the legislative process is not always predictable, right. and the legislature uh, has not set their schedule for the rest of the year. And um, clearly, there, there's some reaction to what's going on in the federal government that could have some uh, impact on how the schedule, you know, how the schedule kind of moves forward. Um, but ultimately, we're starting in the Senate. We'll go through Senate-regulated industries. The chairman of that committee is our sponsor, so we feel good about that process. Um, we'll go over to the House, and if there's any changes in the House, then we'll have to go back to the Senate. Uh, but, but ultimately, we feel that this will hopefully happen uh, quickly and without too much excitement. I'm hoping for a very boring year without too many changes. Boring would be nice, Nancy. Nancy Palmer from the Georgia Craft Brewers Guild. Thank you so much for joining us today. Appreciate it. Once again, Nancy Palmer with the Georgia Craft Brewers Guild. Some great stuff in the works there. I mean, just finally Looking forward to that to happen, so be soon. But we're going to take a break right now. You're listening to the Beer Guys Radio Show, and we'll be back very soon talking with uh, Tony and Ian from Mercier Orchards about cider. Nice. I'm Josh Rachel. I'm the co-owner and brewmaster at Jekyll Brewing, and you're listening to the Beer Guys Radio Show. The Beer Guys are back right after this. Have you ever thought about owning your own brewery but don't know what it takes to get one built? We're CRL Contracting, and we build breweries. We're the most experienced contractors in the state of Georgia when it comes to building new breweries and tap rooms. If you've been to Orpheus, Second Self, or Scofflaw, then you know what kind of work we can do. Just give us a call at 678-546-3382 or visit crlcontracting.com. CRL Contracting. We build Breweries. You do not want to miss Nui Bells, February 25th at the Foundry at Puritan Mill in downtown Atlanta. Nui Bells pairs Belgian and Belgian-inspired beers along with some of the South's best chefs. Head to NuiBells.com slash Atlanta today. Use promo code BGR10 for $10 off your admission. That's Nui Bells, an evening of Belgian beers and some fantastic food. Saturday, February 25th at the Foundry at Puritan Mill. Tickets and details at N-U-I-T-B-E-L-G-E dot com slash Atlanta. And don't forget, use promo code BGR10 for $10 off. Morgan and Lisa with Your Pie Perimeter here. We'd like to invite you to our store for a beer. Is there anything better than pizza? Yep. 
brick oven pizza that's made fresh and paired with a cold craft beer. That's what you get at Your Pie Perimeter, located in the Perimeter Place Shopping Center by Perimeter Mall. It's the perfect place to relax on the patio with a pint after work or bring the family in. Follow Your Pie Perimeter on Facebook for all our beer events and specials, including beer tastings that you won't find anywhere else. That's Your Pie Perimeter, located in Perimeter Place Shopping Center next to Chipotle. Tell them that the beer guy sent you. Can't get enough craft beer talk? Of course you can't. That's why you need to head to iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, or wherever you get your podcasts and sign up right now for Project BGR. Project BGR is where Tim and myself get to talk to some of the big names in brewing from across the country and the world. Project BGR, new shows every other week. Subscribe today on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast. Project BGR, it's a craft beer podcast. Hey, it's Aaron from the Beer Guys Radio Show talking about the Stout Brothers Smyrna Beer Market. If you're getting together for tomorrow's big game, skip the grocery store and head to the Stout Brothers Smyrna Beer Market to pick up a couple of growlers or crowlers of the craft beer that you love. It's time to rise up tomorrow and cheer the local team on, so why not do it with some local Georgia craft beer? The Stout Brothers Smyrna Beer Market makes that easy with beers on tap from Grumpy Old Men, Cherry Street, Monday Night, Burnt Hickory, and more. And if you want to try out some of Mercier Orchard Ciders, they've got those on tap, too. You want to grill before the game, right? Yeah, of course you do. Do you know the Stout Brothers Smyrna Beer Market has you covered with all things Big Green Egg? They've got grills of all sizes and all the accessories. Seriously, they've got everything you need for a great barbecue, including fresh meats and locally made cheeses. It's quite simple. If you really like craft beer, you have to visit the Stout Brothers Smyrna Beer Market in the Smyrna Market Village, thestoutbrothers.com. That's thestoutbrothers.com. Rise up. Now, back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. Shake it, babe! Welcome back to the Beer Guys Radio Show, beerguysradio.com. And joining us in the studio this week, we have Tony Jones and Ian Flom from Mercier Orchards up in Blue Ridge. And guys, we're sipping some cider right now. So yes. I think we're we're doing your uh, number three. Is that right? right. So Yeah, I really And something this. I commented on, I, I am not a cider person. I've, yep. I've, I've only had it really a couple times, and I think when we had Urban Tree on was yep. probably the last time that I had some cider. But uh, well, We may convert you after tonight. You know, I do, I do <laughs> like, like my beer, right. yeah. but that's like I was telling you guys. It's fun <laughs> to have something on you're not as familiar with, you know, to, to check yeah. it out. It's and nice. this really, uh, like biting into an apple. I get, you know, I've had some other ciders, and it's like, okay, there's an apple taste to mm-hmm. it, but this, I really get the apple and the juiciness. Well, you want to, so. you know, you're trying to make a, make it taste like a, a real, a real apple, because it is a real apple. A lot of our competitors use artificial uh, techniques to make right. it taste like an apple, mm-hmm. uh, but this is the real deal, and this, what you're drinking here, was grown 100 miles from north of here. And you grow all your apples? Yes, all sir. Of them? Okay. So that's true farm awesome. to bottle, that's it. I guess, uh, kind stuff. of industry, yeah. which is great. That's correct. We grow uh, mm-hmm. right around 50 varieties of apples. Uh, just over 300 acres. Um, we grow peaches as well. And we make a peach cider, and we grow strawberries and make a strawberry apple cider. There you go. That sounds good. That, that yeah, works for me too. Absolutely. absolutely. So yeah. So Tony, you've been with Mercier for about eight years or so, right? Yes. Sir. So, um, what kind of drew you to the Blue Ridge area? Certainly a different lifestyle than uh, here That's in the correct. Atlanta area. Uh, well, my wife and I were in the food service industry for quite some time. That's how we met, and then we started growing our family, and uh, it was pretty hectic. Yeah. Um, so we took a chance, rolled the dice, and decided to slow things down, and we moved to the mountains of North Georgia, where uh, she had some family there, and uh, it's been one of the best decisions we ever made. Uh, so we've uh, we've raised raising three children. Uh, I've got one in college, and um, I love living that at Blue Ridge. It's a great place to raise a family and a great place to live. 
a little different lifestyle, exactly. Than down here in just slightly the big city, yeah. just slightly. Right? So, <laughs> I'm, I'm, a, I'm a country boy myself. My hometown has yeah. one stoplight, so I, I'm a little envious of you up there. So the well, traffic's pretty comparable to Atlanta, though. Right? It's close. Right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Right, it, we, sure. the rush hour is a nightmare. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, Watch. With, with the goats and cows crossing yes. the road, yeah. horrible, horrible. You get the tractors coming through <laughs> yeah. and they, you're blocking the side. Right, that's yeah. always the worst. But it's a, it's a gorgeous place up there. It I is. mean, you know, it's very scenic. You know, very. You know, the pace is a little slower, which. It can get you well, know rat that, racy here, so it does, uh, and that does help uh, our tourism industry up there. Sure, yeah. We uh, oh, you know, obviously there we have seasonal tourism, but uh, it used to be several years ago that tourism would kind of drop off in the wintertime, but now it's twelve months a year. Uh, people are always renting cabins. They're always wanting to come up there and get away from the uh, the, the rat race, the right? rat race yeah. Especially Atlanta. when you're seventy degrees in January, it's easy to go up for a <laughs> exactly. weekend, right? So yeah, it really is. So Mercier, uh, tell us kind of the the background. You know how it started, how they got into cider. You know how how you made that move. Well, one of the um, one of the son in laws that married into the family has always wanted to make hard cider since he got out of college, um, and then several years ago. There was an opportunity in our county that some of the laws had changed. And so as soon as that happened, the next day, uh, David, our, the son-in-law, uh, went to get the licensing and permits to start doing this. And it was a pretty relatively quick process. Uh, we've been very fortunate to be able to invest in a lot of good equipment, which Ian can talk more about, um, to make these ciders. We, all, you know, we make kegs. We bottle um, so there's, that's not a that's just not a small investment to get the kind of sure. equipment to do that. Absolutely, yeah. Um, now, now, Ian, I was gonna, I'm interested to know a little bit more about the process of how you make cider. Of course, we know a lot about how we make beer. Is it similar, or is there a is is what do you guys usually do in the process? Right. So process wise, it's uh, we like to say it's pretty much it's it's pressed pressed fruit. So we basically ferment it like a wine, but then we bottle and carbonate it like a beer. Okay. So. Now, do, do you add yeast, or you, or is it just the natural yeast on the fruit uh, so for fermentation? Get, yeah, we do. We do specific yeast. We use like a DB10. Okay, pretty standard champagne yeast mm-hmm. for for mm-hmm. all our varieties. We don't do. I don't like to do the wild yeast as much because you're gonna get off flavor. I was gonna say with the flavor, I I don't think that's a, yeah, a wild a little, yeast there. A so. risky. So I'm assuming that DB10 is a pretty clean and neutral yeast, right. judging by the flavor of the really, cider. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's a, yeah, really it looks champagne and kind of kind of clean, mm-hmm. but uh, but you can get that little little fizz in there. I can tell. Yeah, yep. interesting. Well, we're talking to the guys from Mercer Orchards. A little cider action now. Tony, cider's had a long, long history in America. Um, it's been around for a long time. Can you tell us a bit about the background of that? The early settlers of our nation were drinks cider about daily the thing about it back then was it's a lot safer a, fer- a fermented product was a lot safer to, to drink than the actual water yeah and so everyone usually had a barrel of some kind of apples fermenting on the porch or in the home um, and obviously the alcohol content would would be pretty low unless they really wanted it to be higher but they would keep a, a lower batch at the house for the for the family to drink um, and a lot of our founding fathers were big big fans of the cider uh, Ben Franklin was a huge proponent of Beer, wine, as well as hard cider. So I always like to think, you know, I'm being patriotic when I have a drink of, of cider. There you go. I like that. Toast to the founding fathers. You're making Patriot. America great again, man. That's so right. That's right. Absolutely. One sip at a time, yeah. one apple at a time. You went there, Tim, not me. That's good. That's, that's right. Somebody's got to do it. There you go. <laughs> yeah. We're already there. It's that's good. right. That's now, right. the ciders. Okay, so we, you know, I'm, I'm ready for another one. You okay. Got, you got another right one for us to your left. See, I'm just not paying attention oh, here. So you, we talk a good amount about packaging here, mm-hmm. about packaging yeah. and labeling. So the... I really like 
the labeling on these. So you've got clear glass bottles. Right. So you don't have hops in these, so no fear of, of skunking from the, the light and that. So And it kind of has a, a classic yet whhimsical yes. look to it, right? Yeah, it's got so. that classic. What is it, that farmer picture there? From, that is, uh, yeah, that's American a take Gothic. on American Gothic. American yeah. Gothic, right. right. So, yeah, so it's cool. And being that our, our company was started by Bill and Adele Mercier's, who mm-hmm. were farmers, and that's kind of a, a play on them as well. But uh, American Gothic, yes, that's correct. And, again, with the clear bottles, we really want to show off the quality of the of the cider, not try to hide anything. Sure, and you can definitely tell the difference in color between the four ciders that you brought oh, sure. with us. And and the yeah. one that we're drinking right now is the Grumpy Granny, Grumpy which granny. is, uh, I'm assuming, Granny Smith apples, right? And you want to tell us, tell us about this one? Tell us about the Grumpy Granny? So the Grumpy Granny is all a base of Granny Smith apples. Uh, basically what we do is we ferment to dryness everything, and then we come back, and with the same apple, we use that to back sweeten, which gives it a little bit more of a kind of a smoother, sweeter flavor. Mm-hmm. Um, this is one of my favorites with the tartness and the sweetness kind of combined. Um, it's a little different than the old three as far as there's not as much tartness. Yep. So. Yeah, yeah not a heavy tartness, but there's a, there's a light tartness, just like a Granny Smith. You yep. know, there's that light tartness of the Granny Smith. Now, the grumpy part of this name, was that inspired by anyone's granny in particular there? <laughs> there's, uh, there's some potential there. There's, see, there's there's stories you don't tell outside. Exactly, exactly. It's so, all yeah. off the air. That's right. That's right. Well, Miss Adele, I'm going to say she inspired it. <laughs> okay. But she right. uh, she lived to the, to the ripe old age of 93. Wow. Um, and was in the orchard about every day. You're bound to get a little grumpy if you've been Absolutely. putting up with people for 93 years. That's true. So, and it, it, putting up with now. myself and so, yeah. Ian, yes. she got a little grumpy occasionally. Yeah. Now, Ian, jumping topics here totally, but uh, cider isn't necessarily your your first career. Yeah, I saw you did some interesting things before you got into making cider, right? Yeah, I bounced around quite a bit. Um, lived in Georgia and Iowa growing up, but uh, I also spent some time out in Alaska doing some salmon fishing. For about three seasons. Right. Commercially. I mean, not, not taking right. a vacation. You did commercial salmon fishing, yeah, right? Did yeah, about 100,000 pounds a year. That's uh, pretty that's, cool. That's a that lot of salmon. That's, See, I watch uh, stuff like the, the TV shows, Deadliest yeah. Catch, and I'm like, man, I'd love to do that for like an hour. You know? <laughs> yeah, so, I, 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 <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. When the boat starts going under, you got to get under. Yeah, I've got to be good for an hour. Then. I'm just going to go below deck and just, right. just chill out. I'm good. Now, I, lived, I grew up in Nebraska. So as you know, right so if you're Iowa, I know so the, the not traditional salmon yeah. country. So, not no, really, it's not. No. Not a lot of them out there on the. Sometimes the plain salmon come through there. You know, <laughs> when the when the corn goes down, you go in and look for the plain salmon there. Yeah. So, but uh, it's mighty cold there in Nebraska and Iowa. So yeah, it's something much much better to be living here. Yeah, absolutely. So what so. brought what brought you to making cider? Uh, so kind of a swing of events or whatever. But I moved back down to Georgia about five years ago. I was looking for jobs down in southern Atlanta. My wife uh, actually got a job up in Blue Ridge, brought me up here, and I got a job at Mercier's, where originally there was a guy, Jake Williams, kind of started uh, the base level up with David. And uh, we moved through about, I don't know, 1,000 gallons a year there, and he, he trained me mostly on the filtering and all those things. I'd done a lot of homebrewing before, but really just kind of just jumped right in and figured it out as I went. I mean, more or less, challenges and failures, and picked it up. Keep now, going. home brewing, were you uh, beer or cider or both? Uh, mostly just beers. Just beer? Okay. Yeah. Then bringing that into the, into the cider world, that's, those skills kind of transfer over. So. Exactly. exactly. Absolutely. Very cool. Cool. We're about ready to take a break right now. Go into the next segment, uh, talking about Tim's Whale of the Week singular. You're listening to the Beer Guys Radio Show, and we'll be back right after this. Hey, it's Aaron for The Nest in downtown Kennesaw. 
Do you smell that? Something is in the air. It is the sweet, sweet smell of barbecue. The Nest in downtown Kennesaw is the destination for not only amazing barbecue, but one of the best craft beer spots, OTP or ITP. Hey, I heard there's some sort of game going on tomorrow. It's time to rise up, and there is no better place to watch it than at The Nest. They've got a big screen out on the patio, plenty of TVs indoors, too. And, of course, you want to cheer on the local team while sipping on a Georgia-made beer from Creature Comforts, Burnt Hickory Reformation, and so many more. And if you want to check out some ciders from our guests, Mercier Orchards, they've got those on tap, too. Awesome barbecue, 59 taps, pouring the best craft beer in Georgia and the world. Coffee and wine, too. What else do you want? The Nest in historic downtown Kennesaw on Cherokee Street Northwest. Check out their current beer list and menu at thenestkennesaw.com. That's thenestkennesaw.com. Rise up. Hey, this is Aaron. I want to thank you so much for listening to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We've got some really awesome things that are coming soon that will help us engage with you some more. We're not going to lie to you, though. It takes time, effort, and money to produce this show every week. So if you'd like to be part of the Beer Guys family, we would love your help. Head to patreon.com slash beerguys to become a sponsor. We're not going to beg. Okay, maybe just a little bit. But hey, we've got some great swag for those who become a sponsor. And you'll be among the first to know about the great things that are coming to the Beer Guys universe. Again, that's patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash beerguys. Or you can go to beerguysradio.com and click the sponsor link. We thank you for your support and cheers. You do not want to miss Nui Belge, February 25th at the Foundry at Puritan Mill in downtown Atlanta. Nui Belge pairs Belgian and Belgian-inspired beers along with some of the South's best chefs. Head to nuibelge.com slash Atlanta today. Use promo code BGR10 for $10 off your admission. That's Nui Belge, an evening of Belgian beers and some fantastic food. Saturday, February 25th at the Foundry at Puritan Mill. Tickets and details at nuitbelge.com slash Atlanta. And don't forget, use promo code BGR10. 10 for $10 off. Ahoy there, mateys. Hunting whales? We've got you covered with Tim's Whale of the Week. And that sea shanty means it's time for some whales, Tim. Some whales, man. So, uh, you know, Aaron, we're playing a little time travel with this week's show. Yes, we are. So we've had had a special event last weekend, so it's, uh, it's shifted our schedule a bit. But I do know... That today at Three Taverns, Double Barrel Helms Deep is releasing. Are you releasing. kidding me? So, that's, uh, short that's of dangerous. There, you're talking whales, man. 200 bottles, yep. you know, available there. So, if you want some whales, that's one to get. Definitely. And that's all I got this week. That's We're going to do one, that. Though. So, absolutely. Yeah. That's uh, Helms Deep in itself at the Strong Beer Fest. Was oh, so fantastic! I got Helms. Just... I got a bottle of Helms Deep. I got one of the Third Age, yep. uh, the Sherry Barrel Old Age, and I'll, I'll have to complete the trifecta there with, with the, the Double, double barrel. barrel and just yeah. keep it there. I know. Uh, what are you One do? bottle, man. Exactly. Jeez. Killing you. It's killing you. Anyway, we are talking cider with the Mercer Orchards. We have got uh, Tony Jones and Ian Flom uh, back with us. So appreciate you guys stopping by and joining us in. We've got uh, cracked open another cider. And this one is the Legends, I believe. The You've Legends. Got a Tim. Yep. Legend. Tell dairy. us a little bit about that one. So the Legends is, uh, excuse me, Topaz Apple. Okay. Nope. Oh, sorry. That's okay. This microphone's killing the me. Mics. I know. I'm sorry. The mics and <laughs> yes. plugs and everything. Anyway, but. Uh, <clears throat> So the Legends Topaz Apple, it's uh, it's kind of a rare apple. Can't get it too far from anywhere else around uh, North Georgia. We probably do about maybe 500 gallons of it. So it's kind of a limited reserve, but it always sells out really quick. Really it's delicious. delicious. Yeah. So that's got a sweetness on the front. Right. And then it's not a bracing tartness, but there's 
a pronounced tartness that lingers on the palate for a bit. Mm-hmm. Kind of hangs out there, a little tartness on the on the end. So, it's got a nice body as well. Yeah, these are there's more variety and complexity to these than I expected. So it's uh, you know quite a bit going on with them. Well, yeah. that's, that's that's good the uh, for the apple <laughs> and Ian. That's 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 yeah. what that's from. Right now, Ian, I had a question for you because you talked about homebrewing beer. Right. I know you have a few breweries up around uh, Blue Ridge area. Uh, right. Have you ever done a graph? You ever brewed a beer cider hybrid or done any collaborations up there? Well, I did uh, with uh, Tom over at Fannin Brewery. Okay. We did, uh, I think we did some granny juice into kind of a pilsner that he'd already made. Then we added some, I think he added some strawberries. We did that once a while ago, and it's just kind of been busy since. Sure. But definitely want to do that. Uh, the red-headed lady so. was the name yeah. of that. Okay. Okay. And he delicious. used our strawberries for that. So you guys, uh, outside of apples in, you said strawberries, peaches. That's correct. What all you guys got going on up there? The only cider that we make that does not require or have any apples in it is the Just Peachy. Okay. And we grow our own variety of apples, but our market carries apples from I mean, excuse me, peaches from all over Georgia because we are a peach state. Uh, so every other cider we make does have apples in it. Um, some of the new flavors that Ian and the boys have been working on, uh, one is, is an, uh, we've taken the just peachy and added roasted jalapenos to it. Okay. Jalapicho. Nice. That's the name of that. Jalapicho. Okay. It's so it's a sweet jalapeno. peach flavor on the front. It sounds And crazy. then a lingering mild heat. Yeah. On the back. Okay. The back well, I mean, peach salsa is delicious, so it makes yeah, sense to good have point, that, a good little point. bit of that heat on the back. So that's You know, the idea. peach, I think, would make a good graph. Mm-hmm. Maybe, you Absolutely. know, some malts in the peach mm-hmm. cider, maybe with a Saison yeast. Get yeah. some of that Belgian-y character in there. I've got that. I'll come up. We'll do that this weekend. Say, we'll brew it up. up. Let's do it, I was going to say, you guys so, should, yeah. should, should collaborate. Make Absolutely. It that's it. So. Um, another cider that we've got working hard is a um, cherry apple. Okay. Right. Cherahoochee. Nice. I like it. Okay. Yep. That's uh, that's, that's a, kegged that's a, that's and ready to go. That's a Gibbs creation. I Mr. Gibbs, give some credit out there. Okay. That's so. his. Uh, that's his Padawan, as the Jedi's call him. There you go. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> so, so, now, so, I was gonna say. Um, now, when you make ciders, uh, is there like a what's the timeline from starting it to fermentation? What usual? How long does it usually take? Right. So ideally, it's about twenty. So ideally, it's about 28, <laughs> darn. We're on radio, right? We are. That's okay. We will. We we'll take care of it slide this time. Exactly. Yes. Okay. You're Sorry. cut off, Lom. You're cut off. Oh, need more. That's all. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, loosen him up a little <laughs> bit. Right, this all right. start flowing. Uh, so time frame. So about yeah. 28 days, right? So it takes like a day to press up to 2,000 gallons. Run that up. Rack it. A couple days to sulfites. Little enzymes for settling. Mm-hmm. Three, four days. Pitch the yeast. And then you got about seven to eight days. Fermentation, let it finish off, rack it again, and then just really depends on how much you want to work it. Yeah. You know? So twenty-one to twenty-eight days. So that's pretty quick. I didn't realize it was that fast of yeah. a turnaround. That's, okay. That's kind of the bottling like a beer style, right? Yeah. So once you fermented the wine, instead of doing instead of doing the full aging process, um, we just try and work it really fast and get it in the bottle. And then I have a question for you from one of our Facebook viewers, Kevin Hart. He wants to know, is there any cider like in the lab that you want to do or something that maybe you haven't been able to release yet? Uh, well, I, we got the jalapeno. The jalapeno. I want to okay. do a, a, a caramel apple cider. Okay. Uh, there you yeah. go. For the holidays. That's, that's yes. what I'm talking about. Yeah. For the women in your life, I think they would love that. That would be I'd I would love. That I don't that know about life. the women, but <laughs> I'd, I'd drink it up. Sure enough, definitely, yeah. definitely. Yeah, so. I'd, I'd love to do a coffee cider. <laughs> That's cool. Sure, if absolutely. Was, if yeah. It's doable. Get some mocha. Get some good aroma, and get some good beans and vanilla. Mm-hmm. You know, there's that a. Be speaking of that, I was going to tell you. I tried uh, earlier this week. Went to Starbucks. They have a machine called a Clover. Okay. That's a. Uh, a special brew machine, and a, a friend of mine said he wanted a review of the Clover. So I'm like, oh, what the heck? I've been in the coffee lately. So 
the coffee they had was a Nicaraguan reserve, and the notes they had in there were spice and apple. And so I tried this coffee, and it's like the apple was just not like taking a bite, but let's say you splitty Granny Smith and you took a lick of it and then took a drink of coffee. Okay. So the apple was there and some spice. So if you do a, a cider with coffee, you might check out that Nicaraguan Reserve. It seems to have some notes that would match with it well there. Well, you know, we Should also go. make wine. We make right? peach wine, yeah. apple wine, mm-hmm. uh, blackberry wine. And you want to talk about that flavor profile of the new wine? The uh, That's got that holiday spice flavor to it, the cinnamon kind of a notes in that. Yeah, so it's going to be a, it's going to be actually a fortified wine. Um, it's about, was it 40 proof? Mm-hmm. It came out just under 40 proof. Um, cinnamon, kind of. Well, it had some vanilla and yeah. cinnamon. It was more of a holiday type of a fe- feeling when I tasted it. Sure. And it was extremely strong. Um, so it's, it's it's kind of a sipping type of a... A 20% uh, holiday wine. There you, right? yeah. there you go. Yes. Happy holidays. Very, very yeah. enjoyable yes, the world right. with that one. That's right. Indeed. Now, what's the main difference in... Uh, you talked doing an apple wine versus an apple cider. Where do the two differ there? So most of it's going to be the alcohol. So for hard ciders, we have to be under 7% for all the hard ciders. Okay. Otherwise, it's classified as a wine. Okay. Okay. So that's really a big distinction. Mm-hmm. Other than that, you know, carbonation, carbonation, okay. twelve ounce bottle. Do you use the um, same yeast, or do you have a different strain of yeast for the wine or not? We, we've still been using the same yeast. Okay. I mean, it's just it's really consistent. I don't want to get any cross cross yeast pollination or whatever between yeah. the two tanks. Makes it easy. And, and you're, you're not going to you're not going to so. get the diversity of the flavor profiles that you would with just using a topaz apple mm-hmm. to get that right. particular flavor. A wine's more of a general apple wine. You're not yeah. able to pick up the no varietal, okay. no correct. Get that yeah, correct. There, so. Which to me is a huge difference. Yeah. So um, if you use the same yeast and the same juices in that, how do you control where the where you where you get your ABV? Do you just stop the cider when it gets where you want it, or so we always ferment to dryness. So we just start off on the bat, like so. You get the juice up there. We'll just bring the bricks up with fresh juice. Okay. So we can we can right. cryo gotcha. freeze, and you can take some of that, and you can slowly rise it up. So it's okay. still just juice. So you can control your gravity to start with, and yep. that, that's going to be how you right, control it. Right, because we're always going to knock right. it back down to under 7. Okay. So we can shoot above 7 and then kind of thin it down. Gotcha. And still be within All right. Eight. And you pasteurize, so you're not going to get right. you know additional so the, fermentation there. Yes, yeah, so residual so. sugar is nice and safe. little difference in the flavor between the bottle and the keg. Okay. But um, the draft, I definitely think, is a little stronger, but for that safety in the bottle. Okay. You know, unless we can do, you can do a potassium <clears throat> sorbate or you can do some right. other things. I just don't. I don't really want to go that route. I like just keeping it natural. Keep it natural, right? There you go. Yeah. I like that. Absolutely. One other comment I wanted to make about, you mentioned the dryness. The the early season apples uh, will come in around August, and they are the driest of all the apples throughout the entire apple season. They make a delicious Adel's. It makes a fantastic cider. It's actually my personal favorite because it is one of the driest ciders. It is the driest cider that we make. Mm. Uh, Adel's choice um, because the early season apples um, are tart. Yeah, that's, those are baking apples as well, so okay. it makes an excellent dry cider. Some people, a lot of beer lovers, think of cider as being too sweet, but I would I would recommend trying a drier type cider like yeah. that. I think it's uh, it's got a it's got a better lighter flavor profile. Well, well all these as you mentioned, they do have a nice, that sweetness profile, but they're not overly just you not know, cloying. It's cloying. There's, there's exactly. a sweetness. It's to nice. Them. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. We're going to go ahead and take a break right now. You're listening to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We'll be back with the crew from Mercer Orchards in Blue Ridge and drink some more of their ciders. BeerGuysRadio.com. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Nick Knock, head brewer, Sweetwater Brewing Company. Welcome to the Beer Guys. The Beer Guys are back right after this. 
Morgan and Lisa with Your Pie Perimeter here. We'd like to invite you to our store for a beer. Is there anything better than pizza? Yep, brick oven pizza that's made fresh and paired with a cold craft beer. That's what you get at Your Pie Perimeter, located in the Perimeter Place Shopping Center by Perimeter Mall. It's the perfect place to relax on the patio with a pint after work or bring the family in. Follow Your Pie Perimeter on Facebook for all our beer events and specials, including beer tastings that you won't find anywhere else. That's Your Pie Perimeter, located in Perimeter Place Shopping Center next to Chipotle. Tell them that the beer guy sent you. Have you ever thought about owning your own brewery but don't know what it takes to get one built? We're CRL Contracting, and we build breweries. We're the most experienced contractors in the state of Georgia when it comes to building new breweries and tap rooms. If you've been to Orpheus, Second Self, or Scofflaw, then you know what kind of work we can do. Just give us a call at 678-546-3382 or visit crlcontracting.com. CRL Contracting. We build breweries can't get enough craft beer talk of course you can't that's why you need to head to itunes stitcher tune in or wherever you get your podcasts and sign up right now for project bgr project bgr is where tim and myself get to talk to some of the big names in brewing from across the country and the world we get the scoop on what's going on with breweries like Cigar City, Boston Beer Company, Jester King, Burial, Ballast Point, and more. Project BGR, new shows every other week. Subscribe today on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast. Project BGR, it's a craft beer podcast. It's Aaron and Tim, the beer guys. If you're like us, no lunch or dinner is complete without a pint or two of craft beer. Which is why Truck and Tap in downtown Woodstock is always on our list. Tim, why do they call it Truck and Tap? Well, the tap part is easy. They have 12 of them. Bottles, too. Not sure what to drink? All of their beer service are Cicerone certified. And if you got someone who isn't a beer fan, not to worry. Truck and Tap carries wine, mixed drinks, and even handcrafted sodas. As for the truck part, well, that's when it gets interesting. Truck and Tap features your favorite Atlanta-area food trucks daily. That way, you're getting a different menu every day. Check it out. Truck and Tap in downtown Woodstock. Truckandtap.com. Let them know that the Beer Guys sent you. Follow the Beer Guys on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Well, I'm sure I'd feel much worse if I weren't under such heavy sedation. Now, back to the Beer Guys radio show. And welcome back to the Beer Guys radio show. On the phone right now, we've got Matt Leff. From Nui Bell, she's going to talk a little bit more about this event that is coming up here in uh, just a few weeks. Matt, uh, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, my pleasure, guys. Thanks for having me on, as always, and uh, hello to everybody who's listening. Matt, so second year coming back to Atlanta with Nui Bell. Uh, we attended yeah. last year a very unique, awesome event with some great food and beer. Can you give us just a quick uh, overview of what Nui Bell is all about? Yeah, sure. So for those of you who have not attended, uh, Nui Bells is excuse me. I hate when that happens. Tied today. That's right. Um, essentially, what Nui Bells is, it is a Belgian beer and Belgian-inspired beer food pairing event. So unlike most beer events where beer comes first, this event actually is food, then the beer. But we are really lucky to have some very, very unique Belgian and Belgian-inspired beers to offer. And essentially, our chefs create unique pairings just for that evening they've never been on a menu anywhere else they are just for us on that one night so that's essentially Nui Belgian in a nutshell yeah and you, some of the chefs that you're bringing in are, are legit some of the best chefs in the south really here in Atlanta too definitely so each city we visit we bring in 10 to 12 sometimes more uh, restaurants and chefs and this year's lineup in Atlanta has turned out really fantastic I'll run through it real quick um, we've got one guest restaurant out of Athens 5 and 10 that's joining yep. us and then out of Atlanta, we've got Nine Mile Station, Better Half, Brush Sushi and Izakaya, Double Zero, 
Empire State South, King and Duke, Local 3, Local Republic, which is actually in Lawrenceville, and then Porchlight Latin Kitchen. And that last one I mentioned, Porchlight Latin Kitchen, I keep getting more and more people saying how amazing that place is. So we're super excited to have them involved this year. I haven't been there yet, but it's up in my neck of the woods and friends have been and apparently do like a a traditional pork chop that's like the the size of a small car or something. That's what I keep hearing. Yeah, Yeah, I've heard nothing but great things about it. Pork chop. (laughs) One thing I enjoyed about Nui Bell's last year is there was a lot of restaurants that I knew I loved and I got to try some of their stuff and – Others that I that I wanted to try, so it was, yep. it was really cool. So yeah, that was definitely it's nice. Really about unique, it. yeah. And and, uh, and each restaurant does two pairings. If I didn't mention that earlier, so right now you're looking at 20 different items you get to try, and it's unlimited sampling, of course. And then on top of that, last year and and returning this year, we've got our raw bar, which is sponsored by Murder Point Oyster Company, Oyster Farm down in Alabama on the coast. We've got a big chocolate bar, and hopefully they won't get snowed in in Nashville. Yes, this year. that's right. That's yeah. what happened last year. Yeah, so Olive and Sinclair will be down and sampling all kinds of great confections. And then new this year, we're really excited to be able to offer um, Whole Foods. Atlanta is going to be doing a big spread of cheeses. Nice. will also be paired with some beers. So that's a new element this year. We've got live music once again. Uh, we've got our VIP session again, which is going to be incredible. Um, that this year is actually sponsored by, or not sponsored, wrong word, but is supported by a restaurant also out of Alabama called Fishers at Orange Beach. Two very talented chefs, and they'll be coming in to all the cities we visit and creating some really cool pairings. So VIP is going to be really hot this year. I would highly suggest people check it out. You know, and speaking and, of, um, yeah, we're, we've got, of course, we are a beer show. We need to talk a little bit about the beers. Yeah. Belgian, Belgian-inspired beers. Uh, you, you had a really nice lineup last year. Uh, talk to us a little bit about how you guys uh, make that pairing. Sure. So, like I said, this event is all about Belgian and Belgian-inspired beers. We tend to lean heavy on the actual Belgian imports. So you're probably going to see 75% of the beers actually being from Belgium. may have one from the border in France, um, just because there are a lot of great Belgian styles coming out of France. And then the other 25% are made up of uh, local and regional. So we've got this year we've got two beers from Creature Comforts, two beers from Three Taverns. We've got a beer from Allagash. We've got two beers from Blackberry Farm up in East Tennessee. Yep. And I believe we've got one more local, not local, excuse me. Oh, and then we have, a, for the first time, we're going to feature a beer from the brewery out in California. So we actually posted the full beer list on our website right now. It's available. You can go check it out at newybelge.com. And we show what beers are what with restaurants. And all of our chefs have now received samples. And hopefully sometime next week or the week following, we'll actually begin posting all of the menus and the pairings that will be at Newy Belge. So we're excited for that. Yeah, that's great. And I saw that the one of the creature beers is their new Southerly Love. Nice. And I had that yep. uh, recently, and it's phenomenal. Definitely. So that's great. Yep. So, Batch 2, I think they changed up some of the hop yeah, variety. little variety. change up there. It's delicious. Yep. But, man, if people want to attend the event, get tickets, how would they do that? Easiest way is com. That's N-U-I-T-B-E-L-G-E.com. And people always ask, what does that mean? Because they don't speak French. It means Belgian night in French. And obviously, that's the there you go. Uh, inspiration for our events. Excellent. Well, cool. And of course, use the promo code BGR10 and get uh, $10 off of those tickets. Matt Left from Nui Bells, thank you so much for joining us today. We appreciate it. You bet, guys. Cheers. All right. Well, cool. Thanks to Matt Left from Nui Bells for joining us on the phone. And speaking of events, let's get into the hot list. Time for the hot list. The beer guys have the scoop on what's going on next week. Brought to you by CRL Contracting. We build breweries. CRLcontracting.com. That's hot.
So, Tim, what's going on in Georgia this week? We got some good stuff in Georgia. So we uh, today, I want to put this out because there's a couple of big ones going on. We have the Your Pie Perimeter second anniversary. Yep. So you can go out there, you can get uh, pizza and beer for only three fourteen. So with tipless and ten dollars, you're going to have yourself a whole pizza, a pint of beer. In a good time. Nice. So you can't beat that. Also, the Double Barrel Helms Deep that we mentioned earlier, that releases today. So tickets may be going for that. I don't know if they're doing tickets on this one. Just check Get and them, see. Though. I we'll mean, see that, if you that did. So, uh, tomorrow, Sunday, fun day at your pie perimeter, and it is Cinco de Siberius at Wrecking Bar. So get the Mexican Siberius Maximus. On Wednesday, Curahi Brewing Beer Dinner at Catch 22 over in Athens. Curahi just coming into Georgia. Yep. Uh, Taylor Yates, used to brew with Moon River, is uh, the brewer there. So yep. he's up there in North Carolina with Curahi. On Thursday, we have Pint Night at your pie perimeter, a steady hand brewery launch at Truck and Tap up in Woodstock. Nice. And on Friday and Saturday, that's next Friday and Saturday, we have Gate City's second anniversary weekend. Very cool. Very yeah, cool. cool stuff. How about Alabama? A couple of cool things going on in Alabama. They have, uh, Of course, today is the big one. If uh, folks in Huntsville, uh, after the show, or maybe you want to get in your car now and drive down, it is the uh, Birmingham Winter Beer Fest. They've got uh, 53 breweries, and it's going to be the BJCC. That starts at 3 p.m., so a big deal for the folks there in central Alabama. There's some sort of football game going on tomorrow. I, yeah, I've tomorrow in Georgia. There's All something the state will be rising up. Yes. So, so if you yes. if you're there, if you're out in Alabama, they've got plenty of places that are playing that game on the TV. And then Monday, it's about that time too. Girl Scout cookie and peer, beer pairing. That's going to be at Stem and Stein Madison. And I put this on Friday too at Trim Trap Brewing. They're having eighties night. I just love eighties night. Eighties night. Will get... DJ Sex Panther yes. be spinning? I don't think so. He's actually going to be at a different event <laughs> okay. on Saturday night. All right. So, gotcha. so yeah, so it's very big. So okay. BeerGuysRadio.com. Of course, uh, get all the details for the hot list. But we're back talking some cider. We got the cider. From, uh, I've enjoyed this. I really have, guys. Too. Thanks again for yeah. joining us. Hey, I've, been, I've got a lot of education here, and we're right. uh, we're sipping a little uh, cider with strawberries right now. Right, yeah, we're right. trying to spread, spread the gospel right. of hard cider yes. throughout the south. Doing a good job, man. Thank you, sir. I believe. Thank you. I'm a Thank believer. So. <laughs> We've converted another one. Yes, there you go. Yes. <laughs> Testify, brother. That's right. So, Tony, <laughs> we wanted to talk a little bit, uh, kind of about the the business itself, about about Mercy or so. Uh, as we discussed earlier, you do fall under what's called the farm winery. Correct. Which allows you to sell your products directly yes, to sir. the consumer. You also have a cafe and, and gift shops, and you pick at the orchards and that. So, uh, want to tell us just a yes, little sir. bit about that? Yes, sir. Um, actually, a lot of people can come to to Blue Ridge, which is a tourist destination, and ninety percent of those people come to Mercier's, and you can spend an entire day there. Uh, we have a full restaurant, um, a full homemade candy kitchen, um, a bakery, which makes everything from uh, from apple cider donuts, baked breads, and of course our world famous fried pies. I love oh, those yes. fried pies. We make. In fact, I brought you boys some. Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> I love. I them. take them wherever I go. There you go. Um, we also have a full market area. Uh, we sell kitchen goods. We have a, a full wine and cider tasting room, where you can come and taste not only our our wine and ciders, but a lot of wines throughout the, that are made in Georgia. Uh, and of course, you can't forget the market area with um, all our fresh fruit mm-hmm. in season. Of course. Of course. Yeah, so yeah, it's a really nice place to go up there. You know, it's kind of I love the old farmers market kind of stand. There's so many cool things that you've got to up there going on, which is which is a lot of fun. You're also talking about possibly doing some tours of your cidery as well. That's correct. Um, I pitched an idea to the family uh, a year ago, actually, for some ideas coming up at the time, 2016. One of them was was a cider tour, where we would take uh, we do tractor tours for people for you pick <coughs> events anyway. But this tour would be uh, we'd go through the orchard and we'd explain how the apples work uh, in a direct correlation with making hard cider. And so we'd take people in on the tractor ride 
And I, I did it this year with, with Ian, and I'd do the first half. We'd go through the orchard, and I'd explain to the apples about the company and the apples and each individual cider. And then the second half of the tour, I'd hand them off to Ian, and he would take them actually through the huge apple coolers and through the whole process of when we press the apples, we bottle the apples, and explain that part of it. Cool. And so it really would give them a full idea of the whole process. And we drink ciders while we did it, so it was a win-win for there everybody. There you go. Exactly. Very cool. Now, you guys said, I don't know if we've talked about it yet. I've been too busy drinking the alcoholic ciders. Hmm. But you do make non-alcoholic ciders, juices, and all that, That's correct. correct. Uh, the four things that we're really famous for would be all of our fruit, um, our fresh juice. The uh, you know We make um, Ian's in charge of all the juice production. Uh, the third thing is our fried pies. And our fourth leg of the stool, as it were, is going to be hard cider. Nice. And so those four things, people, I tell them every time they come to Mercedes, those are the four things you really need to try or at least take home with you. So, yes, fresh juice is a huge um, part of the of our company, and it's distributed all over the Georgia and Tennessee. Very Excellent. cool. If you want some more information, how can we uh, get a hold of you or kind of keep in touch with you well, guys? Well, MercedesOrchards.com. Uh, we're on a lot of the social media outlets. And if you want to go on MercierOrchards.com and the, one of the headers has um, hard cider, click onto that, and that'll break down all the locations that we have through cool. the state of Georgia where you can go and purchase uh, our fine products. Awesome. Awesome. Tony Jones, Ian Flom from uh, Mercier Orchards up in Blue Ridge. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you so Appreciate much for having us. It's been Thanks a blast. Guys. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Hey, we got a giveaway to give away. We do, we do, we do. Oh, my gosh, I don't have my notes right oh, here. No. What are you it? doing to Who me? Is it? I'm, I'm sorry. It. I'm making, so, you, making you work. I know I've got it here somewhere. I can do that. I've got it, Aaron. There you go. You ready? Yes. So our winner this week of our giveaway is Ashley Reed. So, nice. Ashley, congratulations. Thank you so much for following along and subscribing to our newsletter. Drop us an email to beerguys at beerguysradio.com, and we'll get you a very cool swag pack out. Might include some Mercier Orchard swag. Yeah, they got a, so they, a bag of swag. Some goodies there, so. I got a bunch of stuff up in the office to give away, too. So. Aaron, if someone wants to get their name in the hat there, so to speak, how would they do that? Super easy. Just go ahead and visit BeerGuysRadio.com. Sign up for this week in Georgia Beer. We've got uh, a pop-up that comes up and also something on the top of our page, too. You'll get a weekly newsletter with all the happenings in Georgia Beer, and you'll also be entered to win our weekly swag pack. Great information from Tim. Tim does an awesome job taking care of that uh, Georgia Beer events. He He's a pretty good guy yeah. when it comes to that kind of stuff. So, uh, so yeah. So very cool. And, of course, again, you'll have that chance to win our weekly swag pack. That's going to do it for this uh, edition of the Beer Guys Radio Show. We're going to drink some more cider, I think, though, we're after gonna do we sign it. off. Yes. Coming up next week, uh, we've got a pretty good show, too. We do. Yes. We're going to be talking to uh, Twain's Brew Pub out yeah. of Decatur. They've cool. got a new uh, head brewer there. We're going to talk to him, uh, some of the other folks, and uh, do a little brew pubbing. Maybe they'll bring some food, too. I'm hungry sometimes. Yes. Maybe. They make a good poutine. Oh, on wow. top of it. So, oh that's what I'm talking right? about. Right? <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Well, cool. Looking forward to that one. But uh, for now, check us out at BeerGuysRadio.com and all the socials. And don't forget to drink local. We'll see you next week. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We're on demand via iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Always online at BeerGuysRadio.com. Aaron and Tim are back next week with more about the amazing world of craft beer. Cheers. The Beer Guys Radio Show on the Beer Guys Radio Network. BeerGuysRadio.com. Duke's Mail. Do you get it? Because only the ones that get it really get it. Your friends get it. Your mom gets it. Your grandma gets it. Your neighbors get it. Sometimes a dog gets it. Get out of there. What else? Uh, your potato salads get it. BLTs get it. Tailgates get it. And restaurants get it too. By now, even you probably get it. So get it today. 
Made without any sugar since 1917, Dukes is that little southern something that makes good things better. Get Dukes. It's got twang.